step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation ball is chiming, and that means it is time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I'm your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And whether you are an insurance recruiting specialist looking for entrepreneurial franchisers like Ron, or perhaps you're a mailing and uh, enhancement uh, wizard like John, Either way, we are here to bring you sage counsel from business masters to help your business and your career. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Art of the CEO radio show streams live to you through the magic of cyberspace, which none of us understands. And every show, uh, including this one, may be downloaded by visiting blogtalkradio.com, the Art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com radio.com the art of the ceo so visit and explore for your benefit and fun today's episode we have entitled tis the season for corporate giving yes today we are ringing in the season by discussing the best possible strategies for business leaders of all sizes to direct their corporate giving in ways that will really do the most good for both uh, those who give and those who receive we're also going to talk a little bit about your responsibility as a corporate neighbor and some of the ways in which everyone might benefit a little bit better from your generosity and along with some of the people who are doing it well. And lending us his very expert hand and brain for this discussion is our returning feature guest, Mr. Thomas Bakewell, who is the founder of Bakewell Consulting and the author of the excellent volume, Claiming Your Place at the Boardroom Table, the Essential Handbook for Excellence and Governance and Effective Directorship. And it is indeed an essential guide of Thomas's. So, uh, before we begin getting you onto the generous path of doing well by doing good, let's take a moment to supply all of us out there with a few utensils for the Feast of Wisdom. First, uh, as I always do, allow me to remind all of you folks out there, everyone hearing my voice, that you have been gifted with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So I ask, will this be the day that you take stock of the many powerful aspects of your own self that you have to contribute? Are you going to take your worth instead only from the mouths of others? The choice, my friends, is truly yours. Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it up here. And let's see, 50. Here we go, here we go. This is 84. Uh, This fits. Candy is like the latest tech toys. Buy them if you want. Just don't try to convince yourself that they're really a necessity. (laughs) And as an afterthought, uh, 
we might want to consider that a good manager is someone who who really strives to make more revenue more easily. And is upgrading to the newest model of paper shredder or a phone with a number with another number on it going to do that for you? It's your call. Anyway, we move on to the third utensil, and perhaps we should call today's utensil the generosity pick. We're going to give you today the right now the answers of last week's business quotation. And today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation, and we invite you to mail us the name of that author, as you believe him or her to be. Simply write it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, we will send you a very nice gift from the Bart's Books bookstore. So the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, the thankful receiver bears a plentiful harvest, was none other than the poet who taught us to see heaven in a grain of sand, Mr. William Blake. So now, let us dig into today's feast and call upon the expertise, that expert of business governance, Mr. Thomas Bakewell. Thomas, how are you doing today? I could not be better. Thank you so much, and holiday greetings. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving, Bart. I did myself with my family, and I trust you did too. We had our fair share of turkey and good times. Oh, that's great! I'm glad to hear. I, I wish wish the same for all our listeners. Now, Thomas, you've recently authored uh, the Claiming Your Place at the Boardroom Table, published by McGraw Hill, and I know it had an absolutely bang up start. Uh, how's it going now? How's it being received? Bart, it's done very well. I achieved the dream that a lot of uh, authors have, and that's I've hit number one on the Amazon list in several categories, including corporate governance and uh, 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 business development. So I'm thrilled. Uh, Who knows how long that'll last, but um, uh, it's a book that's also being picked up by a lot of uh, CEOs and boards for orienting their boards to the overall topic of Hmm. good governance. So I'm very, very pleased with the results, and thanks for asking. Well, I'm I'm pleased that more uh, boards are taking some wisdom that is really out there because heaven knows anyone who's in business leadership can use all the help they can get, and particularly what you've offered in this book. Now, Thomas, I know we've invited you on here today to talk about corporate giving, but before we get started, um, I wonder if you could touch a little bit on on one story, the spirit of sharing uh, uh, that was suggested by young Mr. Tyrell Oates. Tyrell was a customer relations worker at Wells Fargo Bank, actually still is, and he wrote a letter to his CEO, Mr. John Stumpf, uh, of, uh, head of Wells Fargo, suggesting that each of that company's 265,000 employees be given a bonus of 10000 each based on uh, their share of the outstanding wealth that they had helped create for the bank. And I should also add that Mr. Oates copied another 22,000 of his fellow employees with this letter. So here's my question. Now, I I know financial houses have a a strong history of profit-based bonus sharing year-end. But uh, what course of action, if if you were on the board, what would you suggest uh, to the board facing this request? What would your your take be? Well, we're talking about obviously either a very brave, uh, let's just say a very brave young man who uh, took a bold move and uh, let's <laughs> let's hope it was a good career move by copying 22,000 his compatriots. Uh, I'll answer it two ways. Exactly. I, I share the humor. 
uh, and I share the laugh, but on a serious note, um, you're talking about a fundamental issue here of compensation strategy. Uh, and right. the truth is, Wall Street uh, firms have had a history of being very profit-sharing oriented. Uh, and uh, that would be the fundamental issue. Now, are we dealing with what's primarily a commercial bank here, which has a record of not being very profit-sharing oriented? They actually have a history of being very conservative. They pay good salaries, not great salaries, until you make it to the top, but you have a lot of long-term security if you do your job well, versus the places that are very profit-sharing oriented tend to have a low base salary, and they share their profits. So, for example, in 2013, all the major law firms on Wall Street, the big blue-chip Wall Street firms, were giving bonuses to their associates in the ten dollars to $50,000 range. This year, because it's been a bang-up year, a year later, the uh, bonuses are ranging from fifteen dollars to $100,000 for their associates. So uh, back to your question about uh, what's the board's role here. The board's role is oversight. And, um, frankly, most good board members here would say at a a large, large bank like this, this is a management decision and what is management doing about it and really not become engaged unless there was some kind of firestorm or problem or, like in this case, probably a very wide PR issue. But at the most, they've probably said to management, what are you doing about this? Uh, And, in fact, if you went on the web right now and uh, pulled up, uh, you know, articles on this, what you would find is the CFO went uh, uh, online uh, with a um, uh, a nice little um, uh, YouTube uh, piece about um, what our compensation Mm -hmm. strategy is and how we uh, don't don't have trouble hiring good people, and thank you very much. So that's my (laughs) response. But uh, a bold move and hopefully a career move for uh, Mr. Oates. Well, we have uh, talked to many many of the people who have dealt with uh, with him. I have not been able to reach him, but I, I do want. I do think that it is nice to see anytime someone becomes involved with their company. And I know this this is sort of a tangential way to look at it, but I like to see that people. He wasn't just complaining. He brought. He stated a good straight case, and. Um, so, as as you say, let's let's hope it uh, it turns out not only good for him but for Wells Fargo as well. Um, in many ways, uh, now I have a, a feeling about both board members and CEOs, and I'd be interested to know your take on it, Thomas. I feel that that uh, in many ways, board members and CEOs and, and C-suite are in this culture's new nobility and. That is, they're the ones who have the, the corporate resources, and they are visibly seen to sponsor our arts, support our hospitals, promote educational institutions, and so forth and so on. They're the ones whom we really um, depend on in many ways or are lending their aid to this, to our cultural aspects. Uh, I was wondering if you see any sense of social responsibility among corporate directors? First of all, do you think there should be, and do you see that the corporate directors are feeling this themselves? Uh, let's let's go back to a couple facts on this overall issue of giving. It's a very, very fascinating okay. question to pose, but let's, let's point out a couple of real basic facts. Of the okay. almost $400 billion that were given last year uh, in terms mm-hmm. of charitable giving, that's our topic here, uh, yeah. Individuals gave almost 75% of it. 
dead yes. people, excuse my expression, uh, bequests yeah. uh, came in at about 8%. Foundations gave about 15%, and corporations gave only 5%. So the point is, yeah. when you look at a community and they're giving, who is really giving, who are the good and the great donors? And it's not... You know, it's not always just the corporations. Uh, Bloomberg yeah. in New York City recently made the largest gift ever to a university. He gave it right. out of individual funds, not corporate funds. At the same yeah. time, yeah. on your issue of uh, the new nobility, I would say that does strike in terms of top CEOs at major public companies and especially uh, even major private companies. Board members, I'm not so sure. And then there's one other point that I would really want to make before we delve into this. Uh, The major public companies, we've had a major change that's gone on in governance in the past decade, and that is independent directors, independent directors. And when you had the cases like the Enron in the past, you had a number of situations where you had key directors who were tied to charitable giving, in ways that kind of went bad, you know, it was kind of like a quid pro quo. So what you do find is absolutely increased uh, charitable giving. You get find corporations becoming more uh, charitably inclined, and you also find the language I would use is what I would call stakeholder uh, uh, concerns versus stockholder concerns. And so the issue of um, you know the imperial CEO or CEOs and nobility. I'm not so sure I could name many public companies that have CEOs who are extraordinarily charitable, and I could name many who are, uh, you know, missing in action on it. So so right, um, right. that's my response. Uh, I think it is increasing. I think the targeted use of charitable giving is more important, particularly on a very broad basis. So good question. Well, I think that, uh, and that's an excellent answer, by the way. I'm glad to see that you, you brought in uh, a, a nice broad base of statistics and, and to, to, to sort of set the record exactly straight, and I'm glad you did that. I think that what's happening is in our whole society that we see corporations playing a much more larger role in our day-to-day activities than we have before, and we look to them more. Uh, but as you say, uh, there the, the facts are that they really are uh, the corporation itself is only five percent, but I think they also have a chance to make a great difference, and um, so, and of course any chair, uh, any company that does give um, today uh, gets. Uh, Really wants wants to do it well. I, every, everyone who gives anything wants to make it effective and make it work. And uh, I was wondering if uh, not, normally I know a lot of boards do not get involved in uh, donation strategies, but for some uh, they're asked to, or it's a question they're given to gnaw over. If you were to advise either board or or uh, senior staff just from yourself, as uh, how would you uh, what ideas would you have them for laying out a donation strategy? What are some of the tactics and guiding points you might want to have them consider? Well, you you want to have deep conversation with all levels of people in the organization. You want to decide uh, very clearly what kind of strategy you should develop. Uh, And and let's be be clear, a lot of organizations give to what benefits them. They want it to be a win-win solution. So, for example, if you're a major corporation with young workers, you may be investing heavily in daycare. Um, right, right. No. You know, uh, 
Uh, it depends on where you're going. I can think of the name of a fellow by the name of Dan Gilbert, who is the CEO and owner of Quicken Loans. Well, what he's doing right now is becoming legendary with the tons of money that he's dumping into the inner city of Detroit uh, to revamp and renew the city. When I say dumping, I oh, mean yes, in a very yes, profound yes, way, in a very well. positive way. So he has some very clear goals, et cetera. Uh, anecdotally, uh, most major corporations, once they start giving any amount of money that's substantial, let's say 20 to 25 million bucks a year, they actually tend to have a separate organization called a foundation that helps make yeah. these decisions, and they have a professional staff that helps make these decisions. But you really want to look on at a type of an ROI uh, that's of a mu- mutual benefit for the corporation and for the community. And the last example I'll give, and it's a profound one in my world, I live in the lovely town of St. Louis, Missouri, and we've had a hiccup lately. It's more profound than that uh, with uh, Ferguson. Well, there is a Fortune 500 company that is based in Ferguson, Missouri, and I think it's safe to say in the decade going forward the amount of money that that public company is going to invest right here in their home turf of Ferguson is probably going to be far more and far more concentrated than they have in the past. I I think that would, is true. I've seen more and more uh, companies want to be a good corporate neighbor. Uh, George Wirtz, who's head of Soundview Paper, put it so beautifully when he said, you don't just go out and plunk a factory down anymore out in the middle of nowhere. The odds are you're going to be surrounded by a town and by people that you want to be be part of. We've seen what Johnson & Johnson did in New Brunswick starting in the 50s. They were one of the first, and, and it's just been following, so I think it's, it's a good idea. Um. I, I have uh, we have several more questions, but I just want to uh, make sure Thomas, uh, could you tell the folks out there how they can get a copy of your book? Well, they can certainly go online. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to answer a question with a question. Do you have this available on your site to, to purchase, or will it be coming available? It will be coming up on bartsbooks.com. It is going to be out in about two days. We have it oh. there, and we're going to be bringing it forth. So you may look for it at bartsbooks.com. And um, I believe also you can get it on, on uh, 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 if you need it immediately before the show ends, <laughs> you, can, you can get it on Amazon also, right? Absolutely, and that's uh, where a lot of people shop today. Uh, and it's uh, easy to acquire and um, uh, would be grateful to uh, have you. Uh, dive into the world of governance. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the midpoint of our feast, and so, if you will, I'd like us to take a brief survey. It's time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. That firm is Prometheus Publishing, and uh, the firm of Prometheus Publishing is a creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, and you may visit them at bartsbooks.com and explore a wide wealth of practical wisdom from business masters. Prometheus Publishing would like to invite everybody enjoying today's show to take a look at one of our guidebooks, and it is The Art of the CEO, and that was the book that founded this radio show because, and in an attempt to answer more of people's questions. And suffice it to say that this book uh, has been endorsed by both academics, by Daryl Gunter, head of uh, NJIT Business School, as, quote, the best business book I have read in my career, filled with wisdom, 
What are you waiting for? So that, I think, is quite ad enough for that book. Everyone in business today may seize um, some opportunity or be crowned by uh, a chance at leadership, and this guide will present you with uh, how to make best use of your own national assets. Now, if you would uh, like to seek the competitive edge for other business books, including Thomas's shortly, I invite you to bartsbooks.com. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, and all those retailers who are struggling to meet the buying frenzies of the season, we are back with Mr. Thomas Bakewell, and author of and advisor to top directors and leaders in business. Thomas, um, you had mentioned before that there's a strong public relations benefit in in all corporate giving, or there is, it's possible that there can be. Um, at the same time, you don't want to appear to be blowing your own horn. Even if you have a foundation and you have professionals guiding you, you want to take uh, the best advantage of your giving. Um, could you, how would you guide a donation department or a foundation in um, making making the most of what they give? Well, it is about having a great strategy and being clear about where your dollars want to go. And again, most companies, uh, when they think it through, tend to come up with sweet spots or what works for them. So, example, mm-hmm. to mention another another company, uh, Boeing Corporation, they do right. enormous charitable work throughout the world. But when you uh, boil it down, the vast majority of their uh, charitable giving ties back to science and engineering well it makes sense if you know their industry yeah. and you know you know what they do it ties back to education and science and engineering so uh you know i think of one of the first major campaigns that was tied in um to um this type of uh, uh good press when uh back in the 80s um american express funded the uh, renewal of the Statute of Liberty, uh, you know, a great connection, right, a great, right. uh, yes. great PR, what can go wrong with that? So so it's very important mm-hmm. to have your uh, entire team on the page, the uh, marketing people, the giving people, et cetera. Uh, you always have to be cautious with marketing and advertising because, you know, you never know when something can go bad or can go off the rail. Um, you know, no, I'm no. thinking of, uh, you know, uh, the charities, uh, the great organizations that were tied in with Lance Armstrong. You know, all due respect, uh, oh, we my. had somebody that okay. had some issues. And um, mm-hmm. there can be mm-hmm. problems like that. So you have to be very savvy about it, very smart, and, um, you know, very centered about where you're uh, spending your money. But it can pay off. I could give you example after example where where smart businesses have uh, had great relationships with good charities and it's been uh, mutually beneficial. I think I think you're you're right and I think you do have to be very careful where you're putting your money but I think you have to be known I think it's a good idea to be known for having a direction in that giving that is rather than just look at us we're plunking down this cash here rather that we have a goal that we of corporation X and we of our team want to see this uh, our society this group um uh, have a richer experience in art, in education, in in whatever, and I think that if you're able to see a goal, as as you suggest, and be as, be very savvy about where you put it, and how uh, along that line, you had said you've said tw- uh, twice now to incorporate the people from every level of the staff. How does one, if you have a foundation, and the 
obviously that'll probably be chosen to a certain extent the from the from the the members of the foundation board the organization how do you bring in the entire rest of your corporate team how do you get all 265,000 people if you're if you're Wells Fargo how do you how do you well, get the team involved a uh, Wells Fargo uh, as an example or you know major banks like a PNC or any major corporation right. oftentimes they have a very wide range uh, of giving uh, vehicles uh, everybody can participate in the United Way if they choose voluntarily by signing right. the back of the pledge card every year. Uh, beyond that, uh, a lot of times they have committees. Uh, they have employee committees that get X number of dollars or X percent of the profits every year to uh, do things in a local community, what they choose to. Sometimes it's it's absolutely rifle shot focused. Uh, you know, uh, back to this uh, legacy of Ferguson that I mentioned. You know, I know for right. a fact PNC Bank a decade ago uh, was dealing in a lot of communities across the country that were having real challenges. Uh, you know, in terms of poverty and education and all. PNC made an absolute concerted effort. We are going to focus on early childhood education because that's the biggest bang right. for the buck long term. And currently no, they. No. Hundreds of millions of dollars every year for that rifle shot. So it's really simply having a strategy and a plan about where you can go with your charitable giving and how to do it for your company. And lots of different companies do it lots of different ways, but um, uh, most of the uh, good ones uh, do it at every level of the organization, and they get their team members involved, and oftentimes they get members of the community involved. I think that's that's a very good point. Is that they involve both the community and members of their team, and of course sometimes both. And I'd like to add, just uh, as a comment, that we have been generally talking to a large extent uh, about major corporate major corporations, but I would say that many of the same rules apply for the small business, the local business, uh, that he can stake out his region. And uh, they can stake out their region and and uh, operate according to the same principles. Do you agree? Uh, absolutely, and I can give you two terrific examples. Uh, I've oh, uh, done work do. over the I've done work over the years with a uh, a very wonderful heating and cooling privately owned business on a regional basis. And for uh -huh. the longest time, they had a very generous owner. And for the longest time, uh, he um, gave sprinkled his money everywhere, gave a little bit here and there. And his team challenged him on that, and they came up with a special uh, charity, two special charities on the local basis that they wanted to support. And they basically threw all their weight behind those two charities. And that company became inter inextricably linked to those two companies, those two charities. And every time the phone rings for that company today, people think of that charity and, and vice versa. And it's been very beneficial and, and really worked um, exceedingly well for that company. So that's been a very good thing. I know an assisted living uh, company, uh, just a you know a sole uh, facility that takes care of the elderly in a very good manner. Right. They had a group of employees and residents that wanted to be very active with the classic Meals on Wheels program. Well, the right. management right. at first right. didn't want to bother with that, but they thought it through and the employees pushed and the residents pushed. And they became one of the largest providers of Meals on Wheels. All it cost was some gas money, a little employee time, uh, you know, a few car miles. And the bottom line is it became one of the strongest marketing avenues for that assisted living to find new residents for their community. So a win-win. 
Oh, wait a minute. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to the end, but I just wanted to tell you that, that Thomas's last comment is what I would consider a quill pen moment, that here you have a small company, a regional company, that listened to its employees, that was A, generous to begin with, that B, listened to its employees, and together is a team, got together. What you had then is a corporation of spokespeople. You cannot do better than that. Dip your pen in, in the inkwell, write that down, involve all you can, and not only the charity, but your team feels more motivated and more unified. Thomas, I thank you very much. You have given us so much to think about. Wow. And you've done wonders to, to set us off into the Christmas season. So I thank you. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we round out the show, I just would like to leave you with uh, a fun, uh, our final quotation for the day, and that is, who said, the thing most profitably raised on city land is taxes? And as a hint to the author of that, he was the journalist who said, politics makes strange bedfellows. The same man. Uh, and if you uh, remember the author of that quote, just write it down as, as you remember it. Send it to bartsbooks.com for your prize. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, if folks will stand in line for four hours to buy a smartphone with a new number on it, imagine how easy it must be to sell them a political candidate. So we look for you next week when we'll air another Art of the CEO show Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. And in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know it has been... It has been a privilege, and I thank you. Good day. Goodbye, Thomas. Goodbye. Thanks for the time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.